The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today are James Little and newcomer to the show, Kim Sorensen. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Good evening. Before we get started on our conversation today, we do have an announcement from our group, the Niner Empire GB. We are in need of your help. Our renewal for Podbean is quickly approaching and we are going to be running a GoFundMe in the Facebook group. If there's anything you can spare, it would be greatly appreciated. This is something we're all passionate about. We love bringing this podcast to you every week, but this is one of those unavoidable expenses. So look for the link to the GoFundMe. It'll be in the announcement section of the Facebook group soon. All right, so we had a game on Sunday, guys. That was a little disappointing. Well, the the result sure was, but uh, I think there were there were plenty of positives as well. So let's talk about some of that. Um, we had some good offense despite the errors. Bethard was thirty four for fifty four with three hundred forty nine yards, two touchdowns, um, two interceptions. That kind of killed his passer rating. Mm. We had it, we did very well for the players that we had on the pitch, um, well, on the field. We all know that the team is absolutely ravaged with injuries. Um, so we're in this position, and we're in this position. It's as, it's it's that simple. Um, we absolutely dominate. I can't. I've never. I've never, and I've not been following it for as long as other people. But I don't recall seeing an NFL game where one team dominated so much and still lost. But it all boiled down to two. There's two really important uh, stats that come out of every game, and that is turnovers. And final score. Those are the two most important stats, in my opinion. Um, and unfortunately, the turnovers caused the final score to go against us. Uh, basic, well, not basic stats, but stats uh, of individual players and offense and defense wasn't too bad. Breda had a brilliant game until he went off. I mean, that's devastating. Considering he's a backup running back, he's in the league leaders. Um, and he was, what, 8 for 56 yards, average of 7 yards. I've Thought it was more than that, uh, seemed more than that, and he's just an impact player. He's becoming a an impact player at a skill position, and it really gets me excited for having him and our supposed number one running back uh, come back next season. Um, but yeah, just we dominated the game, and unfortunately we lost it. And yeah, it, looking at the schedule for the rest of the season, you have to say that the one game that you would have had us nailed on winning was this one, and. Um, we should have done, but we didn't, unfortunately. So, yeah. you know, but no. I, I have to say, I was pleased with the use of Usechek this game. You like him. Usechek was 6 for 75, 12 and a half yards per carry, I, or per catch. I, you know, we're getting him in the game. We're doing things right. Morris was 3 for 30 in receiving. You know, it's, it's like we've got the pieces. We just can't seem to put it all together. You know, we make one, we fix one mistake, we make more mistakes. What are your thoughts, Kim? Well, um, I think we we will definitely have a chance when we play in uh, in Arizona. Um, the the turnovers obviously killed us uh, th- this week, but uh, the way we dominated them and the the time of possession as well, I I think we we are we're 
probably a, a bit farther than uh, than could be expected with the injuries we have. Well, and look at some of the, the things that came out of that game. Red zone efficiency, we were 100%. We've been asking for that all year. There it is. We still lost. Yeah. Time of possession, 40 minutes. The Cardinals had the ball for 20 minutes, but those mistakes are what are going to kill you every time. This is it. You, you just said, so on paper and stats-wise, without looking at the final score, you'd say that's a team that's absolutely dominated and won a game by an absolute, you know, two or three score game looking at the stats really I know obviously TDs is part of the stats but you look at the numbers that were put up by players and you would say that's the team that's won the game but you said just said it yourself moments ago cat mistakes replacing other mistakes now the turnovers turnovers are always unavoidable in my eyes um and it's more nine times out of ten mental errors um and I think Bethard, but again, you have to remember he's young, he hasn't played that many games in the league, or he's played a number of games in the league, and he probably should be doing a little bit better, but I think he'll learn from this, I really do, I don't think we'll see him turn, the him personally, I don't think we'll see him turn the ball over um, much more the remainder of this season, we might see him panic and throw it away a lot more now, I don't know, I, I, I always think players learn from their experiences. Um, and I think he will. And people are saying, just throw it away, throw it away. And I think we might see, we might end up getting a bit frustrated the remainder of this season with him having a bit more of a panic and throw it away because he doesn't want to turn it over. Because I'm sure he went into that locker room and sat down and thought, how the hell of a have we lost this game? You know, 349 yards, two touchdowns. You know, more, more the yardage than the touchdowns. That's enough to win you a game normally. Well, 92 total offensive plays. Time of possession, how long? I mean, they certainly had enough time to go through the plays in the playbook, didn't they? Which was really really interesting to see um, to the duration of the game because of the amount of time the offense spent on the pitch. You know, it was really nice for Shanahan to be able to delve into that playbook. And we did see a few things, use check being utilized more. You know, we've been crying out for that. Um, George Kittle emerging as this, you know, in my opinion, at least top five tight end in the league. I know he's probably statistically number one, but you're always going to get Jimmy Graham, Gronk. You know, you know. But in my opinion, he's he's going to be looks like a top five tight end. I really like him. I I just like I would say I've said before I follow them all on social media. Just think he he's brilliant for our team and his connection with the quarterbacks. Positivity, positivity. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Bethard, Bethard and Kittle up, really has a good connection with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know each other. They know each other from college. Yeah, yeah, from, from the Iowa days. It it would the 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 game on on Monday. Uh, Kittle was uh, was injured injured uh, against the Cardinals, and and he might be uh, be be hampered, and and with Breda possibly out as well. That that's that that would really suck going into the yeah. Packers game. We 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 as as a whole team uh, and a a number of positions, we're down to two and three on the depth chart, aren't we? Um, on the running back, we're certainly down to third on the depth chart. Wide receivers and stuff, we can't really moan too much about it. Garcon's been a massive dis- disappointment for me. I mean, I've seen certain conversations. The group people saying trade him, cut him. I'll be honest, I think if we did trade him or cut him, it wouldn't have any other effect than to help probably Taylor or uh, 
but Kendrick Bourne helped them emerge more. Um, and it's it hurts me to say because he's you know he's a he's a veteran of the game and you do like to see them on your team, but he's got to he's got to start producing for what we're paying. Well, I I think he's producing fine. I mean, this game he was five for forty seven, nine and a half at four, nine point four yards per um per catch after the catch. Um, it's just the I think what we're seeing is that it's really the ball is really being spread amongst all the different receivers. You've got Kittle that had five catches, Mostert had one, Taylor had seven, Garcon had five, Yuschek had six, Breda had one, Bourne had four, Morris had three, Bolden had one, James had one. I mean that's kind of what you want because I think that helps keep the defense the the opposing defense on their heels and not knowing what to expect. I think what right now our biggest frustration is those mistakes, those costly turnovers. We had what five on Sunday. A bit of the problem with Gasong is that he, he reportedly he, he has sure uh, sure hands, but but he has had a number of drops this year. It it it, it, it kind of feels like he he is not uh, all the, all recovered from from the injury or or something. It it doesn't feel. I thought he played well before his injury last year. It just feels like uh, it, it's not everything is not all right. Maybe he's not fully recovered. Yeah, it could also be exactly like Katz just said. Looking at you know the amount of receivers that have been utilised. That first of all, is it's got to be a scheme thing, hasn't it? It's obviously something Kyle. It's it's got to be a scheme thing, and perhaps that's that's what it is. Garson, when he was in Washington, had the season that he had. Uh, he was the main man. He was the go-to. He was the number one read, the number one receiver. That's possibly why, you know, the, you've got people like me who think he isn't pulling his weight. Is because it's getting shared about, and he's not the main, the main guy. Um, some players, some players in the NFL thrive at being that main guy, main guy on the team, and perhaps it, it might be that. I'm only speculating, but um, yeah, I think it could be that. It's possibly because he's not the main receiver so the other disappointing fact that came out of that game was that Robbie Gould missed a field goal so his franchise record consecutive streak has ended at 33 <laughs> poor Robbie he's um he's he's got to be up there with it I mean we've been really lucky with kickers the other one the other guy Uncle Phil was on the opposing team this week Oh, and Andy Lee. I mean, that was that was our former kicker and punter on the opposing team. That was awesome. It just looked really weird, didn't it, seeing them in the opposing uniforms? But uh, no, <laughs> it it's, it, it, this season has certainly made it very clear that a good kicker or a reliable kicker get can get you quite far in the NFL. Um, I'm sure after this season, I'm, I don't know whether Gold's on a one-year deal, but normally at his age and being the position he's, they normally do sign one-year deal, one-year deal. It wouldn't surprise me. And I don't know if he would go, but a team that is a contender might offer him a little bit more money to go and join them because you look at the amount. The Browns could arguably be five and zero if they had a decent kicker. That's true. Um, and even the Packers. There's a scary thought. <laughs> even even Mason Crosby, who's a veteran, had an absolute stinker for the Packers. Now I'm not saying they would get rid of him. I'm sure. I mean, Rogers practically said he's my mate. You can't say anything about him. But um, you know, it just goes to show what a reliable kicker does. And it's the one thing that I feel our organisation has done well for a number of years. If if only we were just as good at, at finding cornerbacks as kickers. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got what you know. To be fair, we've got one. We've got one. We've got one of the league's best. But because they're they're not throwing to that side of the field, and that's what you want. That is so. what you just want. Two of those, though, don't you? You want one of that, but they come at a certain cost. And uh, yeah, the young lads. I mean, I've discussed it on. I think it was last week's pod. Uh, my displeasure and people are saying is with a spoon, Rashad Robinson two I mean, he's not looking particularly good at the minute. I was really disappointed, actually. It was well this season as a whole. Adrian Colbert last season he was an absolute beast. Um, his coverage was brilliant, uh, but then that first tee, first well, first play, first drive, and their first touchdown this week was a complete uh, mental error by him. Uh, he went the one way, and it was an open. I mean, I could have caught that and. <laughs> I'm not. I've, I've been back to the gym this week. I am not fit in any any sense of the word. But uh... Uh, well, let's get to some of the questions after the game. Uh, Simon Holdsworth asks: Given the struggles we are having at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, is anyone else exasperated at the lack of trade deals done before the deadline? Whatever trade we go into with any team is going to see what we can see as fans. And if we can see it as fans, the opposing team's GMs will see it. They'll go, yeah, no problem. We'll have a trade with it, but we'll want the earth for it. Um, and I do think John Lynch, uh, he, certainly is, he certainly is a strong man. Isn't he? And I don't think he's going to, he's not going to throw away picks and possibly throw away the brick by brick that we are currently going through for the sake of Rochette's short-term fix. But you've got Parag Marte, who is a, a master at trade deals in the front office. Um, I mean, look at their first draft with Shanahan and Lynch, and he worked some major deals. So I'm wondering if there is just not anything out there that would fit the scheme and and the... Um, culture that they're trying to build. I, I think I think they have so much on their plate right now with all the the injuries. So I I, I don't I don't see uh, any traits in in the the near f- future. So David Young has has stated, and then in buried in this is a question, but it was a really good comment, and I wanted to share it. David says, "I know no one saw this coming in the out off season, but the amount of injuries has been abnormal. However, it's plainly obvious that there was no plan B in place. Other successful teams have been able to absorb bad injuries to key personnel and still have managed to win games. Why do I get the feeling that everyone is accepting of our fate and not expecting us to win another game this season?" I think that's. That's not a quote. That's not a valid. Well, of course, it's a valid point, but I don't think, to the degree of the amount of players that we've got injured, can any team. I'm not saying to be expected to win another game. I think we will win another game this season. I know it's probably hard to see that now, but I think we will because it's the NFL. I mean, I've just said the the Browns could have been five and zero from not winning a game last season. The Browns have won more games than we have this season. They didn't win one last year. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Um, so we definitely will win another game. We, I mean, if we don't, I fear, I fear for everyone, including the head coach. I know people will say, regardless of the outcome of this season, unfortunately, if you win one game in the season, the, the people will be buying for your blood. But um, I, my answer to that, short answer is, I in my short again, I go back. People have been following this sport and this team a lot longer than me. But in my memory, I don't remember a team so ravaged by injury 
going on to I don't know, going to the playoffs or something like that. I mean, the Redskins had a season like, well, the injuries similar to what we were having. They didn't do very much after that or during that period, did they? So, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think it was David, you said that's, that's the question. I, I understand, but there is, I'm not making excuses and I'm try, <laughs> trying to stay positive. But, um, you know, I think the time will be to judge is if we only have the odd injury and we have you know, the full roster or close to the full roster, that that will be the time to judge. But I know he's saying you, you you do plan, you do plan for it, but you can't plan on the scale of what's currently going on with our team. I don't believe anyway. Not unless you're going to end up with a 100-man roster. I, I think it's a combination of, of how many young players we have um, and the injuries. It, it's It's... <laughs> yeah, you 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 really can't um, cover for 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 the number of injuries with how many players they have replaced in that uh, one one and a half years where Lynch and Shanahan have uh, have ha- since the, since they took over. And the injury report for week six has not been posted online, so um, I don't. I can't go over the injury report and say this is what's going on right now. And, and I, ju- I mean, I'm looking at 49ers.com right now. Um, but it certainly sounds like we are going to be pretty well decimated for uh, Monday night's game against the Packers. Um, so let's talk about the Packers. Uh, they did not have a very nice uh, game this past week. I actually have a friend who's a Packer fan who uh, thinks that we're going to beat them on Monday night football. Really? Seriously, he does. I'm like, you haven't seen the Niners play, have you? (laughs) Three words. Three, no, four words. Four words. Aaron Rodgers, our secondary. That's it. (laughs) He's going to eat us up. (laughs) He's going to go nowhere near Richard Sherman and he's going to throw towards... He's going to see what happened this week, uh, what's been happening all season. And he is the one player in the NFL that I do not want throwing footballs towards our secondary because he can thread a need. He, you know, the, I don't know, the saying of threading a needle, he can do that against the best defences in the NFL. So I fear for what he's going to do against us. That's the, that's the difference between a new quarterback and an elite quarterback because Rodgers is an elite quarterback. Uh, so the Packers currently lead the all-time series against the Niners 35-30-1. The last meeting was a 17-3 win for the Packers in Week 4 of 2015 at Levi's uh, when Phil Dawson's field goal was the only score. Um, before that, it was a loss, four straight losses against the Packers, including postseason games in 2012 and 2013. Um there's not much to say about this game coming up, is there, Kim? No, uh, <laughs> I, I believe uh, Mike McCarthy would be banned from uh, entering Green Bay ever if if they lose to us. Absolutely. Well, and we're playing in Green Bay, so we don't have a good record against Green Bay in Green Bay anyway. No, oh, it, it's it's really hard to see how that. <laughs> I, I know they. <laughs> It's uh, any Sunday, but... uh... Not this one. Yeah, not this Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's see. They're ninth in passing. They're, they have the sixth-ranked off uh, defense, the ninth-ranked offense. They're 17th in rushing. Okay, so we beat them in rushing. We're third in rushing. What the heck that means? I'm looking at NFL.com going, really? Um, we have the 12th-ranked defense, but we are the 21st rank in passing. So The thing is, we, we're, we're really kind of middle-of-the-road statistic-wise, but we have those all those bloody missed tackles and men- mental breakdowns like Colbert on the, the the first defensive play last week. So I, I have this feeling that if we could just cut down on the mental errors and, and get some some turnovers again, <laughs> then then we would be in be part of mo- of, of most games. Yeah, but I think you you spot on, Kim. I think if we again repeating us repeating myself, if we remove if we remove all the mental, if we some one one game, it could be this game, it could be any game the remainder of the season, it could be next season. But there's going to be a game where everything clicks. All all of a sudden, going to all be out. There'll be no missed tackles. There'll be no. Uh, miss penalties. We all of a sudden have some sort of password. It's, it's going to happen, and everyone's going to go. Oh, where's this been? Yeah, it's it's going to help with the mental. If we can keep the mental uh, areas down, but like you said earlier, they're young players, so it, it, I think unfortunately it's inevitable that there is going to be mental areas, and let's hope when they do occur, it's not it doesn't end in the opposing team ending with a touchdown. You know, just give away a few yards, learn from it, move on. Because it does happen. It's not just to us. It happens to all the teams in the NFL. These young guys, these rookies, you know, people that have not been in the league very long. And, you know, these got most, what, I don't know the number, but how many players on our the team have played against uh, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, you've got Clay Matthews. Do you know what I mean? How many players on our team have played against these players before? Not many, I would say. So, apart from Richard Sherman, but that's probably about it. Well, and and you've got all these young players learning what we have been told is a very complicated scheme. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I understand Shanahan's system at all. But, you know, obviously it's been successful. You know, you look at his second year in Atlanta. But, again, like I think I said before, and here I am repeating myself, when he was the OC in Atlanta, Shanahan had a lot more talent on that team already established than he did on this team. And this team is definitely building from the ground up. And we have to keep that in mind. So we have to look for the wins where we can. Um, I would love for them to beat the Packers this week. I don't see it happening unless Aaron Rodgers is the only person who shows up to that game. Um, but, you know, time will tell. We'll, we'll see Monday night. We are open as nine and a half point underdogs at the moment. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Uh, well, I think my, again, I haven't watched much of the Packers, but my opinion of that team and the sides from my limited experiences, if Aaron Rodgers turns up, the Packers turn up. That's what I think. So let's hope that he's got a bit of a soft spot because I hear that he's, uh, he's from California, is he not? He is. He he went to the University of California at Berkeley, otherwise known as Cal. If not our biggest mistake as a franchise was not picking him. Um, <laughs> so let's hope you've got a bit of a soft spot and feels. I don't want to say feel sorry for us, but yeah, no, I don't think so either. So do we want to make any predictions about this game? 
I'll start. I'll start. How's that? I'll start. I never start. I always finish it. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to lose, quite frankly. And I think it's probably going to be pretty abysmal. I will be happy if we score 15. I think we're going to score nine. I think it's all going to be field goals. And I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to bring that offense to us. And I think he's going to run riot against us. So I can see us losing 34 to nine. Wow. Do you know what? I agree with you entirely. I agree with you entirely. Uh, that's the sort of scoreline I'm expecting. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch the game live. I say unfortunately. It might be fortunate if we get an absolute hammering. Could just purely down to the time and work. I'm going to miss the first quarter because I'm at work at kickoff. It could be so. three scores down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just get out. Oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll, if you're asking me for a score... I'll be happy if we score a touchdown and a field goal. I know it sounds negative to say that. Um, I just, I'd like to see us. Do you know what I'd like? Actually, the biggest thing I want out of this game is to see Aaron Rodgers get sacked a couple of times. That's, you know, at least two times. I'm really, really disappointed with the amount of first round draft picks that we've got on our defensive line and the lack of, um, well, lack of quality in players that we're getting out of them. Really, it's my real biggest gripe at the minute with this team. One of us, one of our biggest deficiencies that's the 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 pressure and the sacks on on the opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, Cassius Marsh looked okay in the previous game, but then you know Solomon Thomas, Armstead, but now Butner turned up at the beginning of the season. But these guys are supposed to have first round talent. I don't, I'm just, it's just frustrating, but anyway, sorry, I digress, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Kat, again, sorry, we are, we are looking at a two or three score uh, loss, in my opinion. What about you, Kim? I I think we'll see, I'm a, a bit more positive about our score, but but I don't think we'll make more than 17, and, 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 and they'll probably score around 30, 35, so. They've scored over 20 points every game this season, so. I mean, you just look at our secondary and the injuries that we've got. You've got to say it's going to be more than that. So, James, you've got the pick six results. I have. Week? Everybody loves this game. We all enjoy it. Everybody goes. I've seen comments. Jimmy, Jimmy Brewster, I'm creeping up the table. So, this week, there was no pick six uh, or pick sixes. And no one guessed the score correctly. Uh, mostly down to the Niners losing. So, not only did we all get disappointed for the team, we all got disappointed for our pick sixes. Yeah, but the top three uh, was Rory Bennett, Richard Burley, and having uh, Paul done the pick six last week, he was also in the top three with five picks as well. So I'm hoping the trend continues, and next week I'll get a pick six, or I'll be in the top three as well. And then Kevin Nolan, Graham Ross, and Andrew Mitchell all fancied their chances and gambled with a pick with a tie, or the golden nailer as it's called, uh, but to no avail. Uh, the golden nailer is 50 points. It's still elusive. The leaders are currently Mark Corns at 22, Mark Lauren at 21, Roy Bennett at 21, Simon Holdsworth at 21, and then there's, who's this, Kat Victorino at 20 points as well. She's making her comeback. I'm sure I'm 20 points, but I'm just two or three places below you. I'm sure I'm 20. Yeah, but I had to pick six the first ah, week, so that's, that's what, what put, put you me up to the top. Ooh, okay, okay. So, yes. 
important things yeah, here. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's the pick six update for this week. Everybody, it's re- it's a real good laugh. It's a good bit of fun. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. So join the group, join the pick six. It's we have a good time with that. All right. So I have two minutes on the clock. Are you ready for the two minute drill, boys? Yes. Okay, here we go. Now, some of this might be a little repetitive. I apologize. But we had Neil Jepson got me these questions, and he did his best. And then I pulled some from last week, too. So here we go. Uh, James, with this performance, does this mean the trade for Taylor with the Browns is more of a need? No. No. Kim, with our red zone production being abject at best, what major issues need to be addressed first? <laughs> Two minutes, really. How long we got? <laughs> <laughs> um, get rid of the ball quicker. Sounds good to me. James, are we in real danger of getting the number one pick in the draft? Unfortunately, yes. At the minute, at the present time, yeah, it's looking like a possibility. Okay. Kim, yet more injuries to key starters. Are we cursed? No, I don't believe in curses. <laughs> Good man. James, is Shanahan at risk of the tin tack? No. Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think... Uh, I'd like to think not. We've got to... Uh, we've been through coach after season, coach, season, coach, season, coach. We've been through that since Harbour. Um... No, he's a young head coach. We've got, he's got time. We've got time. We've got time. Kim, any other positives from this display? Uh, what the display? Uh, I don't get. It. From 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 the game. From from the Cardinals game. Boom. Uh, <laughs> I stumped you him. Caught me on the wrong foot there. <laughs> the 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 only thing I, I I really lacked was the not not dropping the ball all the time. So I, I was really encouraged by the how well <laughs> apart from losing the ball. And we are out of time. Okay, so there we go. Uh, so disappointing week. Gonna have a hard week coming up. Lots of injuries. Let's keep looking for the positives. Let's keep looking for what we can build on. Any final thoughts? Don't read too much into what happens against the Packers. Um, it's another game, another week. There'll be another game, another week after that. Um, let's stay positive. I mean, we've got we've got to really. Um, that's it. Really. Let's let's just see what happens when we get these guys that are injured back. And then we can we can have a fairer evaluation of what is currently going on. But at the minute, it's all very doom and gloom, including myself. At the you know straight after the game, um, you know it's stay faithful. Yeah, the the next two games are going to be tough. Packers uh, away and uh, the Rams at home. But then then we have the Cardinals again, the Raiders and the Giants. Th- those will be the interesting ones. Also. Uh, concerning what our draft position so i think the after packers and, and rams then, then there'll be three, three games uh, where we have a, a, a good shot at another win or two 
Way to stay faithful, boys. All right, so that's it for us. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Rob Newell, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and the show. Apologies if I've missed anyone. If you would like to get involved in the show, just let us know. You can message any of the admins of the group. We're always looking for members to appear on the show or just to contribute content, but we would love to have you on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog, which is also posted on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49show at gmail.com. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's a pleasure. On behalf of Kim Sorensen and James Little, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.